You are listening to Right Off The Bus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 40 of Right Off The Bus on this Wednesday, September 29th. I'm Chandler Hutchison. That's Pat Mahoney. And Pat, who we got this week, man? We got Pat Tillman. I felt like we should keep it in the NFL for episode 40, number 40, man. Salute to Pat Tillman, dude. Yeah, but we could still mention Sean Kemp. There's a, there were a couple NBA headlines this week, so we could, we could squeak him in. But yeah, Pat Tillman. And he's Some got legend. Money some there we go namesake but we got some legends legends in the nba and in the nfl respectively man but uh hey it's another good week pat we're ready to dive into it but we both got a a good weekend coming up man so uh am i seeing here you going to the big e this week or did you do it so i went yeah so i went last weekend Uh, we we went saturday which was dumb because it's like that's the busiest day for if um, i imagine most people listening are from new england know what the big e is but if there's anyone outside of new England, it's just this big fair that comes every year, but it didn't come because of COVID last year. So of course Mm. this year, like when they brought it back, I think it broke a bunch of attendance records on a bunch of days and the middle Saturday is usually the busiest day, which is when we went and it was mobbed, but it was still fun. But I know you guys probably miss it because you know, all the college, like the college we went to is near it. So everyone used to go, but you guys are all out, out in Eastern mass back home. So there's, it's miss, a little more difficult to get to. I miss that Dr. Veggie's food truck, man. That's where I get my fried pickles every year, dude. That's that's yeah. what I'm all about. Fried pickles are good, <laughs> yeah. I got like pulled pork, mac and cheese, fried Oreos. I got like a big Polish sausage. So it's it's good. I love fairs, man. The, one more thing about, I love about the fall. I said I love the fall, but fairs are, that's another thing. Pat, we talked about it last week, man, but what'd you get for a beer? And what'd you get for that uh, pumpkin spice rim, man? I know you got something. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got a couple of those. They have the uh, the Opa Opa place, which I don't know if Opa Opa is like countrywide, but at least in New England, I, don't, I really don't know. But they have a stand there and they do like a Oktoberfest. They do like their own mm. brew for that. And then they do the, yeah, the cinnamon sugar rim. So those were those were plentiful. Those were nice. Absolutely necessary, man. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's the yeah. now that you're a, an adult, it's like that's the best <laughs> part of going to the fair on top of the food, but it also oh, means spending more money. Without a doubt, man. I mean, last weekend for me, Pat, I ended up getting to go to this Patriots game, but there's not much fun to talk about there, unfortunately, uh, with with how this Pats game went on uh, on Sunday <laughs> against the Saints. But we'll talk about that later, man. I'm uh, I'm more looking forward to next week. What were you gonna? Say? I was gonna say our other roommate went too. John John went to oh, that John too. Went? Yeah, John that. went to the Pats game. He sent uh, he sent a Snapchat to the group. Oh, um, I imagine why you didn't see it because you were there and probably not looking at your phone. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, also, I haven't had snap in years either. I haven't okay, had that would be, like freshman right, or sophomore So that would be year. part of it. Maybe that's why I never see you answer in there. Maybe you're not even in it. That's that's entirely possible. I do feel a little old for Snapchat now. It feels a little weird every time I use it. Yeah, dude, I hear you. Quick story, Pat. Brought a bunch of my friends on a hike in Mount Tacoa out in Westfield. One of them immediately pulls his phone out and starts doing a panorama. And he was like, yo, come look at this. How sick is this? And I was like, dude, it's right there. Which, what do you give me the stature? Right then I was like, I'm done. I'm done with snap. I don't need this anymore, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's like when you see the videos of the concerts and you just see like everyone's phone yeah. out. It's, it's, it's the same thing. No, I definitely agree, man. But Hey, I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend, Pat. I got my half marathon That's... coming up over at Fort Hill and uh, wow, dude, you you know, I'm feeling good uh, yesterday. So Monday, um, we're recording this Tuesday, comes out Wednesday. I ran 10 miles as my last training run, and I'm feeling good, man. I got 13 coming up on the weekend. But, man, last time I ran this half marathon, it was two weeks before my 21st birthday. So I didn't get that victory beer that everyone got when they finished. So, man, I'm so looking forward to that victory. <laughs> That's going to be nice, Sunday, dude. I cannot wait for that beer. <laughs> That'll feel good. Hey, it'll feel even better if you uh, I don't know what you're going for to finish, but if you get a nice, uh, nice placement, it'll feel yeah. even sweeter. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to place or send any records, but, uh, if I can get it under two hours, five minutes, I'll be pretty happy. So that's, that's the goal for Sunday. So I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely come back and let everyone know how that went next week for sure. Yeah. I, that came up quick. I feel like, I feel like you just did the, uh, the mini triathlon. Yeah. About three weeks apart, but Hey man, that's the fun of it. You know me, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, that's the fun. <laughs> 
I got to get out there, push myself a little bit, man. That's what it is. But Pat, why don't you start us off on these headlines, man? This is this first one. Uh, run us through this because it's yeah, pretty so, funny. So I was looking at my just my local news sites, you know, as I do, which was uh, Mass Live. I think they cover Eastern Mass, too. I'm honestly not mm-hmm. positive. But so we have a high school right near me. It's like the ba- probably the biggest one around. But so if everyone remembers, we talked about IMG Academy on this podcast a few weeks ago, and they were the team that beat up on Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> the infamous team on national television. And that game was 58 nothing. Well, I saw the headline and they came for whatever reason right by me just in Western Mass, which is like completely out there for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. and IMG just played the high school that's near me. And both of these teams, IMG and even the team near me, had been averaging 50 points a game up to this point. And, well, that reigned true for uh, for IMG because they scored 49 points. So I guess maybe <laughs> they should be proud that they held them to 49 and not 50 as their average. But, uh, yeah, the team near me did not score a single point. It was 49 to zero. But I don't know why IMG like keeps – playing these small schools like why are they on the schedule first it's a team that really basically doesn't exist or was just formulated (laughs) and and then it's just another small time school out in western mass so it doesn't make any sense to me yeah and also i mean college coach looking at any tape from this game this game means nothing for a recruiter who cares when you win by 50 points it doesn't matter it is weird they're even playing these games man but the fact that uh, this made-up school Bishop Sycamore that took the you know sports world by storm for a week and a half, man. Now IMG's going to play, you know, out in your neck of the woods. After that's <laughs> yeah. pretty funny, man. I, who's who's scheduling I, for IMG? It's not I, just Bishop. Yeah. Who? <laughs> I I didn't expect them to pop up like in my news cycle anytime soon again because I had never heard of them up to that point. So to hear them again already and they were out, you know, ten minutes from me, that was mm. bizarre. And Pat, on to the next headline, man. Here we go again. John Jones charged with misdemeanor battery, domestic violence, and injuring or tampering with a vehicle, which is a felony, Pat. And of course, UFC Commissioner Dana White quoted, it's not even shocking anymore, Pat. This, yeah, what, what is this going to end? What I don't know, but I saw a report today. So from Mark Raimondi on Twitter, who's a you know verified journalist for uh for MMA and the UFC specifically, but uh, he said John Jones allegedly pulled a woman's hair and headbutted a police car, causing damage to the vehicle, according to the arrest report from the Las Vegas Metro PD. So that is at least the report as of now. So he headbutted the police car and pulled the woman's hair, which I don't know what it is. They had just done the Hall of Fame induction ceremony too, like that night, and then. Later in the night, you know, he's out in Vegas with who, whatever crowd he runs with, which, which clearly just isn't right for him. And it's mm. clearly hasn't been right for a while, but he just can't stay out of trouble. But like I, being in Vegas is one thing, but I, I don't know if he should ever be there just because it, it seems like trouble just follows him. And I feel bad because I don't want these things to happen. Like he had that controversy back in uh beginning of COVID when he was down in Albuquerque, just out in the middle of the night. And I think he was drunk driving. But I don't I don't know what to make of it. Dana said, yeah, he's got demons. I mean, it's this much is clear. The thing is, like, I don't think it's going to affect him coming back to the cage or going back to the octagon to fight. But it's just another thing to get past. I just can't even believe that it happened. And Pat, I'm someone that got into the UFC because of John Jones. Yeah, I'm a massive John Jones fan as a fighter. But even as someone that thinks he's the goat and is the reason why I watch the sport, I'm, I'm done with him, man. I mean, I, I, it's hard to continue rooting for this guy, man. You get a DUI and you hit a pregnant woman and then you run back to the car to grab your weed that you left in there. You're testing positive for steroids and PEDs. This ha- Dude, it, it just never ends. It's one thing after another. I'm, I, I'm sick of it as a fan. And yeah. I, I, I defended this guy. I've been defending him for years and I, I just don't think I can do it anymore. Man. I know. And that's the thing. He makes it hard to be a fan of him. Like I love John Jones and a lot of people do. That's why, I mean, so many people watch when he fights and I've always been someone who tries to separate like the, the athlete from like the person yeah. they are outside and just like their on field accomplishments compared to whatever, whatever else. I mean, it's the same thing with like, I don't know, I guess it's kind of the same, but like just with like music and, and, uh, the songs that people make and then maybe like their actions outside of that don't reflect well or I love R. Kelly, man. R. Yeah. Kelly has acting to music. But like, he's a terrible yeah. person. 
<laughs> I always try to separate the job and then, you know, whatever they do outside of that. But you're right. It is becoming much harder to do that just because like, I thought we were done after all the stuff that happened before with the, the pregnant woman, but then, you know, he's got the thing in Albuquerque in the middle of the night. And then he's got this going on now in Vegas, headbutting a police car, which is just insane. I, I don't know. It, it, you're right. It's hard to be, but it, it's hard to be a fan of him right now, but, I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like I still want to see him compete. So I, I don't know where we go from here. I'm sure he'll win me back if he, uh, if he competes and he's, I don't know. He, he seems like he's a, he wants to be a good guy, but part of him just can't. And that's the thing. The second he's back in the ring fighting, I'm going to be cheering for him. Right. But yeah, for now, man, it is very for tough. Now it's tough. Pat, why don't we move on, man? UFC 266. Why don't you run us through this real quick? Yeah. And this, this card was like, sneaky good like it had i mean obviously it had the big names like nick diaz and robbie lawler which pretty much was the big draw for it and i'm sure that alone got people to buy it because you know volkanovsky and ortega although they were the coaches the ultimate fighter and they had a decent build up there was no real animosity there despite having mm. tried to build it during the show and they're just not like a big name as of now but they should be volkanovsky got the win against ortega for the uh, for the featherweight title he defended it and then he got bumped up in the ufc rankings today to i think it was number three pound for pound and then kamaru usman actually jumped john jones so the top three in the world are usman and then john jones and then alexander volkanovsky i'm glad usman got it too yeah which he deserves it he's he's been the active one john hasn't some argued Volkanovsky could be above John now just because John hasn't been active and he had the whole mm. thing happen, obviously. So people were probably just hating on him, but it was an exciting fight, man. It was like one of the fights of the year. One of the best title fights I've ever seen, especially around, I believe it was round three. Volkanovsky got out of two of Ortega's best submissions, which was a guillotine and then a triangle. And he almost got him with both of them. And somehow Volkanovsky not only managed to get out of it, but he ended up winning the round too. So it was very impressive by him, and it, it was a great fight. So I, I would love the title fight. I'm sure you probably didn't uh, get to watch on uh, on that Saturday. I got home from yeah. the Big E and ended up watching. I caught the whole main card, which was lucky. Got to do my other plans, still got to watch some fights. It was a good night. And then uh, the only other fight that I'll comment on from that, because Valentina Shevchenko is the flyweight champion, and she just dominated again, which if you Legend. go back, she's been doing it for years now. But Nick Diaz, who hadn't fought in like six years, fought Robbie Lawler. And it was funny because someone said Nick Diaz has like a different body type in every picture they've taken of him, which is really <laughs> true. Because one picture, he looked really in shape, like great to go. And then like weighing it, weighing in. And then there was another one where he looked like really out of shape. So I didn't know what to expect coming into this. I didn't expect much from Diaz. And I mean, it's exactly what we got. He came out and did like some ridiculous spinning kick, but didn't even come close to landing. It was, it reminded me of uh, well, like Masvidal coming out against Ben Askren yeah. and flying the in five seconds, but it, it didn't work. Nowhere near. It was something like that, but like <laughs> it looked like as if it was a guy who hadn't fought in six years, tried to do it, but he did a spinning kick. So he just didn't look like he wanted to be there. I didn't know what to make of it. It seems like, I, I mean, I didn't need to see him in there after six years off and I certainly don't need to see him again. So I didn't know what to make of that, but I knew Robbie was going to win and I don't really want to see Nick fight. I, I'll see Nate Diaz fight, but Nick Diaz, I'm all set. I don't need to see Nick Diaz fight till it's two Paul brothers versus two Diaz brothers in the same night, man. That's the next time I need to see him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And did you see a uh, Tyron Woodley got the tattoo too? He got a supposedly it said I, and then there was a blank spot and then Jake Paul and he sent in a video with that. And then some were saying that he wrote it in pen. He wrote love and pen. So maybe oh. it would wash off. So honestly, to this point, I haven't seen I, he definitely part of the tattoo is real, but I don't know yeah. about the love part. He might've, he might've been smart with that one. So. I'll have to look and confirm. Putting it on his middle finger was genius, though. Yeah. I did enjoy that part. If of it. you're going to put it anywhere, <laughs> that's the best spot. Because I was picturing like his leg because I knew it had to be visible. But middle finger isn't bad. You can get away with that. The only thing I'll say on UFC 266, man, is Volkanovsky. I think it may have been Rogan that posted it, man. Those two submission defenses that he yeah. had to slip out of both of those. Those gave him legendary status by himself. <laughs> yeah. That was unbelievable, unbelievable. dude. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it, man. I was, I watched those replays like four times in a row on my phone. Mm -hmm. I was like, how? 
He came oh. back and won the round too. It was unbelievable. It's that's the heart of a champion. Those that's a guy who deserves the draw. And then he was actually at the Raiders game in Vegas, like him and the other uh, Dan Hooker, who is his teammate, was also out with him too. And then their head coach, because they all came from New Zealand to, mm. to uh, the U.S., so they all went out in Vegas and they're at the Raiders game getting love. So uh, that was cool to see. That is pretty cool, man. Moving on a little bit in the NBA. We've been keeping the Ben Simmons situation updated, but Pat <laughs> yeah. reports saying Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel wanted to fly to LA to try to convince Simmons to come back to the Sixers and win a championship. Said, do not come out here. Said, I will not accept this visit, man. Ben Simmons has to be gone, right? That's it. That's it. I would I say what else there's to say. Yeah, I would say it's for sure. And then the report came out. He said, apparently he said, uh, like Embiid or people were saying Embiid's play style wasn't conducive to how he needs to play. So Ben didn't like playing with Embiid, which obviously is your superstar. So if your other yeah. superstar doesn't want to play with your other superstar, then that's, that's on par for a breakup. Mm. And I, I can't imagine it being fixed at this point. I cannot either. And moving over to Denver, Michael Porter Jr. Five-year max extension worth up to $207 million with the Nuggets. Now, Pat, I saw this. I sent it to a couple of my <laughs> friends right away. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I had to look up his stats. He missed the first year. So, you know, we'll start in year two, just like Ben Simmons. Played okay. Year three last year, he averaged 19 and seven. That's nice. But is that worth $40 million a season? Uh, dude, this is a big overpay to me. And this kid, sky's the limit. I think him and Jokic and Murray could be a great big three. But $40 million a year for Michael Porter Jr.? That Jalen mm -hmm. Brown contract looks like a steal now at 30 million. This is unbelievable. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't believe it either. I feel like no one else would have given him that much money. I no. can't imagine that any other team would have. So I don't know why. I don't know if like where the negotiations started, but I feel like the Nuggets could have gotten away with a lot less here. Like it could have been substantially less than that extension. I don't know what the guaranteed is, but worth up to 207 million after incentives and everything. That's crazy. That is a crazy contract. He's making more money than Jamal Murray now, which does not sit right with me. Okay. That no, does not no. sit right. I with shouldn't me. sit right with Jamal Murray either. I really shouldn't. <laughs> it should not, man. That's that, that. Yeah. Starting yeah. point guard. I mean, come on. That is tough, man. That is tough. Little NFL news before we dive into the week three review, Pat, but Josh Gordon, once again, reinstated by the NFL, immediately signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, what, what else did we expect, right? I was at, least it, at least it wasn't the Bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, ha I'm happy that Josh Gordon's back. I love rooting for Josh Gordon. I always have. Just He's a guy who needs our support, I think. He just yes. It's so good to see him get reinstated again, and I really hope it's – I mean, I don't know how much time he's going to have left, but I really hope it's for good this time. But why does he have to go to the Chiefs? It's so hard to love him on the Chiefs. He could have gone anywhere else. Anywhere this, else. This kind of feels like filling the Sammy Watkins void from last year, that 6-2 receiver that can go up and win a deep mm -hmm. ball. But, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, I mean, if anyone's going to use him the right way, it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I think that it's a fantastic fit. And, definitely, you know, Josh Gordon has been successful when he's come back into the NFL with both the Patriots and the Seahawks. I see no reason why he can't be successful with the Chiefs. Even on that Browns team, when he came back, he was successful. Like yeah. You can be successful on that on that Browns team and what it was. He could be successful anywhere. And if he's got Mahomes slinging it to him, he was a guy. I wish Josh Gordon's play style could have fit well with the Ravens too, especially we don't yeah. have Rashad Bateman right now or Miles Boykin. So that would have been nice. But no, he's going to the Chiefs, which is the, everyone's rival at this point. It was one in two Kansas City Chiefs. Who yep. would have thought? Man, Everyone's but... rival. Everyone's got it for that. <laughs> Let's move on to the Bucks, man. Richard Sherman meeting with the Bucks today, and apparently Brady is pushing for the signing. They do have some injuries in that secondary, man. You mm -hmm. think Sherman could be a good fit? I think so. I let me tell you, I picked the Bucks defense for fantasies. I thought they were going to be great this year. They have not been great. They had one mm -hmm. good game in week two. They had, I think, they actually got two touchdowns. So they obviously scored a lot in fantasy, but those other two weeks, they were both negative points and they gave up. I mean, they just let people drive on them. I agree. I think the secondary was a big problem because of those injuries. So I think why not? I mean, if you don't have to pay him much and he's I don't well, I don't know if they can even afford to pay him much. But if, at this right. point in Richard Sherman's career, I mean, why not sign him? Give him a go. If they need it, they might as well take a chance on him. I think that's well said, man. I absolutely agree. And before we dive into week three of the NFL, Pat, how do we do in fantasy this week, man? How do we do? 
Uh, not good. <laughs> not good. No. I was, I was one and two in the three leagues. The one was my work one. I won in that one pretty good. That was nice. But my, t- I, I just had all, all my guys just had their worst weeks yet. Like, uh, in my other league, Tyler Lockett and Deandre Hopkins Hopkins was nursing that rib injury. Yes. Lamar was okay. But, uh, in our league, it, it, I don't know. I kind of, I didn't even have a bad week in our week or in our league. I just got my ass kicked. Just, whoever I was playing had a way better week, so that happens. Luckily, but how for did you me, do? I was playing Garrett, you know, two and zero, talking trash in the group chat all all the time, man. But hey, I wasn't supposed to win. I had like a thirty percent win chance. Beat him by forty five. Justin Herbert balled out. Jamar Chase balled out. Justin Jefferson, man, the boys are finally cooking. So Justin Jefferson, he, yeah. he's looked unbelievable. Him and Thielen, they. I tell you what, when Kirk is on, they got. They got a good duo out there. Two and one, Pat. So I'm feeling good, man. But uh, let's dive into I would into be too. Week... Yeah, man. Let's dive into week three of the NFL, dude. Uh, I mean, first here, the Packers edging out the 49ers, man. And I mean, these Packers, after that week one loss to the Saints, two and one, definitely looking a lot better, man. And yeah, you said better. it. Maybe that Aaron Rodgers tan is fading a little bit. You know, maybe he's <laughs> getting back to full Wisconsin. He is. He is going. <laughs> he is going back full dairy state. He's looking like he's drinking his milk. Uh, he's he's doing good. Uh, I'm happy for him. Like we said last week, maybe the media was a little quick to jump down his throat, and Without they're still going to be under a microscope. But winning in prime time like that too, coming back too at the end. So I, I was I was happy to see it for him and the Packers in general, but especially Rodgers. I just want to see him succeed right now. I did feel bad for Jimmy G though. Mm. Yeah, I I do hear you there, man, but it is so great to see Rodgers lead those game-winning drives, you know, and it's like, hey, he's still here. He's still that guy. He's still an MVP candidate, and let's not disrespect the top-five quarterback all the time, man. Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers still going to do his thing. They're still going to run away with their division, so definitely (laughs) feeling good about the You still almost expect to see that uh, two-minute drill run to perfection. It's just still not – there's no doubt in my mind. It's like that – that picture that we've seen, it's like they're celebrating with, you know, a minute 37 left on the yeah. clock. But <laughs> even if it's less, you still got to worry. So you can never count Rogers out, even at whatever age he's at now. And we'll definitely keep an eye on that tan and that haircut from Aaron Rodgers. We will. Man, but we're, we're going to move yeah, on. He to- needs a grooming. <laughs> He does. It's it's getting rough. Head to toe. <laughs> but <laughs> hey man, we're let's move on to the game of the week, man. Bucks, Rams in LA. The Rams beat the Bucks by 10, man. 34-24, dude. I mean, Pat, how are we feeling about these Rams, man? 3 and 0. Best They're looking good. The <laughs> that was, I mean, everyone was probably thinking, everyone was probably high on them to some degree, but we I know we were. We were high on them. We were high on yep. Stafford. And I'm excited that it's actually working out. They seem like they have really good chemistry there. Robert Woods and Cooper Cuff have great rapport with Matt Stafford already. Cooper Cuff's been having a great season through these first three games, and he could be one of the top receivers at the end of the season too. I would almost guarantee that if he stays healthy, he will be. Tyler Higby's been getting love at tight end. He's getting more usage than with Goff. So I'm, I'm liking it, and I'm very impressed by them, the fact that they beat the Bucs, because I think – did we both pick the Bucs last week, or did one of us? I, I, I actually can't... picked the Rams last week. I switched it up and went because I was saying I didn't buy into the Stafford thing. I didn't get it. I thought they gave up too much, but after those first two weeks, I bought in. After week three, I'm in, man. Yeah, I'm in. The Rams might be the best. They might be the best team in the league. They really might be three and oh, they're looking good beating the box. That's uh, even at home in LA. That's uh, that's no easy accomplishment. And how about this, man? You brought up Cooper cup. I got this stat right here. First player in Rams history with five touchdown catches in the first three games since 1951. There you go. First guy in 70 years to do mm-hmm. what Cooper cups done for the Rams. Special man. Matt Stafford was incredible. And I mean, Brady had to throw the ball 55 times. If you need Tom Brady at age 43 to throw the ball 55 times, man, it's it's not the right game plan. You need to get the ball going more on the ground. But, man, all credit to the Rams. They looked phenomenal. Yeah, and they only scored 24 points with him throwing 55 times, which is crazy. Right. And they have Leonard Fournette. They have Giovanni Bernard. They have Ronald Jones. So, I, I mean, I, I can't remember if they fell behind early. There were so many games on at that point, but. They there could have game plan better. Yeah, that, that plan did not go or did not go according to plan whatsoever. 
Absolutely agree, man. And moving to the AFC West, the Chargers take down the Chiefs, Pat, man, 30 to 24. The, now the Chargers are two and one and the Chiefs are one and two. And in that division, the Broncos and Raiders both sitting at three and oh, who would have thought the Chiefs would be alone at the bottom? <laughs> I know. Never would I have thought that. And we uh, we I think we, we were real confident last week. We said no way the Chiefs lose not a back chance. to back games. <laughs> Certainly not at home in Kansas City. We're like, there's just no way they lose that game. Well, Brandon Staley came in with the Chargers. Justin Herbert looked amazing. Four touchdowns. I think he had mm. 280 yards passing. Mike Williams had a great game. Keenan Allen got his. Yeah, huge game, really. It was like seven catches for... Seven for 122 and two touchdowns. There you go. Average of 17 and a half yards per catch. Insane. So for Mike Williams to get that love, awesome, because that's another weapon they have who has been kind of building for a little while now. And now this season, he might have a breakout year. So I'm excited for that. The Chargers look good, man. My dark horse pick there. If they can avoid the one score losses, hey, they got a, after a tough one score loss, they got a good one score win this week, mm. a very good one against the Chiefs. That's two tough losses in a row for the Chiefs. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, if there are games where Keenan Allen can comfortably be your number two and you can have Mike Williams dominate, this Chargers team is scary, dude. And Asante Samuel Jr. on defense looks fantastic for the Chargers. I love what their secondary is doing. You know how high I am on Derwin James. But, man, Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Clark was saying it on ESPN on Get Up. Like, Justin Herbert has a lot of those Mahomes qualities. He's making a lot of those throws. He moves He's around good. really well. The kid's tough as nails, and the team rallies around him, man. I'm excited to see what Herbert does in Los Angeles, man, for these Chargers because they're building something over there, man. They really are. It's pretty impressive. I know. I think he's a really good fit there. Now they just need more of a fan base, but maybe if they start to get better and have consistently good performances, mm. they'll attract more fans because that's really the only thing. I mean, they had a solid fan base in San Diego, and then they moved to L.A., and they got to compete with the Rams, who right now are amazing. So that's the one thing they're missing right now is a fan base. They have all the pieces they need. They just they need the support. Absolutely, man. And uh, moving on to the Bears and the Browns, man. Justin Fields, six for 20, was 68 yards against the Browns. And man, this game isn't all just about how the Bears look terrible. That Browns defense looked fantastic. Miles Garrett looked scary on that defensive line. But I got to tell you, man, Matt Nagy, they've been talking about it all week. This dude needs to be fired. This Bears team looks absolutely horrible. He came out and said all three quarterbacks are competing for the starting job. You know what that means as a head coach, Matt Nagy? That means you have no plan. That means you have no idea what you're doing with three quarterbacks that require three different offenses. These guys are not all the same. This is like taking Joe Flacco and putting Lamar Jackson into the same offense. It wasn't the same offense. They had a new plan. Find it, dude. This is so bad. I could yell about this for yeah. 20 minutes, dude. These bears look terrible. They're in shambles. I know. And we were, I wanted Justin Fields to start, and he did. And I just don't even think it was all his fault. And obviously, he didn't look good, but the bears in general just don't look good. They netted one passing yard at the finish of that game. The stats right here total 47 yards to the Browns, 418. Then they had one passing yard to 203. I'm going to get this stat slightly <laughs> off too, but I believe that out of like 30 something dropbacks for Justin Fields, over 20 of them had five man protection rookie quarterback against a fantastic D line. And you don't leave a tight end into block. You don't leave a running back into block. You leave them hanging out to dry, man. This, this is terrible. Dan Orlovsky mm-hmm. was saying, this is the worst offensive game plan I've ever seen. I don't know if it's that dramatic, but man, Something needs to change in Chicago, and I think it's the head coach. I think anyone else could walk in there and figure out a better way to run this football team. I really do. Yeah, and it doesn't matter who's at quarterback with that type of O-line and that or that type of game plan and that type of protection. It's like you could throw anyone in there, the best quarterback in the world, and they're not going to get anything done if they have no time to work with and sit back and have a little bit of time to work in the pocket. So they're going to end up wasting some valuable time for Justin Fields in his rookie year if they don't figure out something. Right. What was the story of the Super Bowl last year, man? Mahomes had zero time to throw. It doesn't matter if you're the best exactly. player in the league. If you can't, if you can't get the ball off, you can't play, man. It's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat, moving on, the Bills just absolutely 
killing Washington football, man. 43 to 21, man. What a good game. Josh Allen looks like he's back on track. 360 yards, four touchdowns, man. Bills are two and one. Feels like they're back, no? It, it does feel like they're back. Absolutely. Because even their defense looked great. Uh, they did give up 21 points, but they had two picks and two turnovers is never a bad thing. A few of them were in great field position too. Uh, the Bills looked awesome. Josh Allen looked awesome. Offense looked like it was a, a well-oiled machine. So if the defense can have a half-decent performance, but the offense plays like that, they're going to be set. Josh Allen, 358 yards, mm. four TDs. I believe he had one on the ground too. Yep. Very, very impressive win, man. And staying in uh, that AFC East, man, my Patriots, I was at this game on Sunday. I was feeling good. We both picked the Pats over the Saints. But we did. We did. Man, I got to tell you, dude, it, it all went wrong when this pick six happened. It wasn't Mac's fault, but Jonu Smith drops it. It gets picked off. It's returned for a touchdown. The, the Patriots felt like they had no momentum in this whole game, Pat. And when I looked at the stats afterwards in this game, you know what really stood out to me? What? Jameis Winston, 13 for 21. Okay. Wow. 21 attempts. Mac Jones, 30 for 51. If Mac Jones has to throw the ball 30 more times than Jameis Winston, you have no chance of winning a game, man. And I got to tell you, it feels like the Patriots are farther away than everyone thought they were going to be this year. Mac doesn't look comfortable under pressure. It, our receivers aren't getting open. And, you know, we said, oh, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, the tight ends. They haven't worked the tight ends in yet. The receivers aren't getting open, man. And, uh, you know, I think I think everyone needs to temper their expectations for the Patriots a little bit for sure because it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a tougher road back to success than uh, we all thought before the season. I know, and I was even thinking I, I was thinking it was gonna be a better time for them, but uh, it's it's reasonable to expect struggles. It's I mean they got Brady coming back next week too. It's gonna be a tough game again in New England. That's an expensive game too. We saw ticket prices yeah. for that one, but <laughs> anyone can imagine they're sky high, but I mean, I hope the Patriots come out with a dub, but I, I hope they, uh, I think we've said that there'll, there'll be a team that gets better as they go. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how much better. Well, it's not going to feel good to be one and three, but we'll, we'll talk about those picks for next week, man. Moving on to your Ravens, man, not the best game ever for them, but no. end up beating Dan Campbell's lines, man. It was a good gritty win. And Justin Tucker, Making history, man. I feel like I shouldn't be the one to say it, Pat. I feel like you should be the one to say it with that. Well, he, did, he, did, yeah. he did make history, but it was, it was awesome. I tell you what, I was not happy with the Ravens up to that point until wow. that kick went through. I was I was not happy at all because we just didn't look good. Our offense did not look good. Our defense looked fine. I mean, I'll give them that. It was against the Lions, too, which is a team we should probably beat by at least 10 points. Agreed. Even if it is in Detroit, I mean, it's – it's just ridiculous. Like we, we need to be able to beat that team by much more. And we had just beaten the Chiefs as well. So I, I don't know what happened. But Lamar threw that costly interception. That was bad. Mark Andrews did have a good game. Marquise Brown didn't have the same type of performance he did. Our rushing – a big problem was our rushing attack. I mean, we, we have like a committee back going on now with uh, Latavius, mm -hmm. Tyson Williams, and Devontae Freeman. But – Latavius Murray only got seven carries. Tyson Williams only got five carries and Freeman got three carries. Lamar had seven. So he was tied for the most. And granted he did have 58 yards on the ground, but we just, we just didn't run efficiently. The offense just did, the game plan. Wasn't, it wasn't there against the lions. Maybe I should give the lions some credit for maybe doing that on defense. They probably stifled us a bit, but Tucker pulled it out. He, he saved us kicking it from 66 yards. NFL record. Unbelievable. He's, he's Tuck the best kicker of all time. Oh, he's the best kicker of all time. Ooh. Most accurate. He's the most accurate kicker of all time. And kickers are based on accuracy. So I would say he's the best kicker. Yeah. But then do we do the thing where, oh, well, he doesn't have any championships, you know, or did he win in 11? Was he there? Yeah, he was uh, there. The yeah. Jeff okay. So he, he, has he won, came out. He came after Billy Condon. Adam Vinatieri has four. That's all I'm saying. But we'd have to look into those stats. That's for sure. But Pat, I got to tell you, man. Lamar Jackson is getting his respect this season, and it's about damn time, man, because Lamar converts on fourth down to beat the Chiefs in week two, and then to set up that Justin Tucker field goal, converting a fourth and 19 from Lamar Jackson, man. Lamar, that was get paid, a good, yeah. Get paid whatever you want, man. Get that Josh Allen deal, that Sicky Sears, 260 million, whatever it is, man. Like, pay Lamar whatever he wants. He's that guy. He's the future in Baltimore, man. And 
Lamar's getting his respect. Won the game on fourth downs, back-to-back games, man. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressive gutsy wins. The consistency is just not quite there yet. He's making too many mistakes to be able to win all the time. Eventually, yeah. that's going to end up costing us, and it's probably going to be in the playoffs when it happens. I mean, that'll mm-hmm. be the worst time for it to happen, and that's when I would expect it to happen most because everyone's on their A game. If you make a mistake, it burns you in the playoffs, and you just can't do that. So it makes me nervous, but, yes, I – should be a little bit happier, but I'm sure like you might be over critical of the Patriots. I'm a little over critical of the Ravens. So huge ups to Justin Tucker, but yeah, we have, I mean, there's plenty to work on after that yes. game for without anyone. A, without a doubt, man, and staying in the Ravens division, Bengals look awesome, man. They beat up on Ben Roethlisberger and those Steelers. Yeah. We definitely overrated the Steelers when we were talking about, <laughs> we're not giving them enough respect. Roethlisberger looks ancient, man. He doesn't look like he can move. And I got to tell you, man, Joe Burrow on the other side, he looks good. He doesn't throw the ball that much, but Jamar Chase, two more touchdowns, man. Mm -hmm. This kid is a superstar. I'm so glad he's on my fantasy team, man. And that's what I was seeing out of this game, man. Goodbye Steelers. Hello Bengals because Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase is here to stay, man. Absolutely. And I was, I started laughing when you said it, but uh, cause I, I always think of like tweets mid episode, but I saw oh, one yeah. of those and it's cause you all, people always say like, Oh, these guys back in the day could never play nowadays. And it was a clip. It was a highlight reel of Ben Roethlisberger from the game against the Bengals, but it was set with like <laughs> that Brown film tint over it. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it had like old Western music and the caption was like guys back then could never play nowadays. And it was actually, and he looked really bad. Like he looked like right. he played about 60 years ago. It was not good. He was, he would take like two, one of them, he tripped. He took like two steps and tripped in the running outside the pocket. It's like, if he steps outside, big Ben is deadly in the pocket, but as soon as he has to step out of it, it is a disaster waiting to happen. But yes, the Bengals do look much better than we thought. There's nothing pretty about Ben Roethlisberger. That's for sure, man. And nothing graceful anymore. Those Broncos, dude, 26, nothing over the Jets. No surprise that they won. But now those Broncos are three, you know, do we start believing in the Teddy Bridgewater experiment going on in Denver? I, I mean, I'm not fully bought in. They are three and zero, but I don't expect it to continue. Obviously, the whole season. Like I don't see them. I was gonna say twelve and four, but I don't see them finishing like that high. Even though they started three and zero, but mm. I think they'll finish over five hundred with that solid of a start. I don't see anything crazy happening. That's that's gonna really diminish that. They did lose Jerry Judy, but and they went on to play the Jets, and it clearly didn't hinder them that much. They still won twenty six nothing, but against tougher competition, that injury is probably gonna hurt them. Having Jerry Judy out for as long as he is, so we'll see where they continue from here. But their defense looks amazing. Which if if you have good defense and uh, Teddy can have good game management, they can get a lot of wins that way. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see the the Broncos finish a few games over five hundred. I think that's absolutely the formula for them, man. Game management, don't turn the ball over and play solid Mm -hmm. defense, and they're going to win a decent amount of games that way. It's unfortunate they have to play the Chargers twice, the Chiefs twice, and the Raiders twice. Exactly, (laughs) and that's why I don't see it like taking off and you know going crazy, but it it is the toughest division probably. At your brother's Eagles, man, couldn't get it done, lose by 20 to the Cowboys, man, Monday night, I know. 21-21. <laughs> I know. You said you're, you're like, Pat's a lot higher on the Eagles than I am, and I was pretty high on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, but neither of them looked good, and I don't know what's wrong with the Eagles. I really don't. I don't want to see them be this bad, but because mm. they're, the, they're the one Philly team I'll root for. As I've said, my brothers like the Eagles. I don't know. They got some things to figure out, though. Miles Sanders, I mean, I think he had a, I think at halftime he had like two carries. It was like two carries oh, for 27 yards, at least close to halftime. I don't, I don't know if that was the full stat line and a half, but if you're getting that in the first half, which it wasn't even that far apart, and I believe the uh, the touchdown was a defensive touchdown too that started off and tied it up. So the, the offense was just not there. They got to figure some things out. And yeah, I mean, I guess on defense, too. The Cowboys yeah. also did look really good. Dak ended up with three touchdowns, so. Cowboys have a great offense, man, and that um, Eagles offensive line needs a lot of help. They're not giving a lot of help to Jalen Hurts, that's for sure, man. And, man, the Thursday night game that started it all off, man, the Panthers beat those Texans 24-9, to moved to 3-0. and But, Pat, they lose their first-round pick, J.C. Horn. They lose Christian McCaffrey. And, man, they, they're getting beat up and injured, and, you know, I thought my fantasy week was over after McCaffrey went down with only six points, but 
you know, now I'm going to have to cut Jarvis Landry so McCaffrey can take his IR spot. But <laughs> I don't – the Panthers are 3-0, and but you're missing your best corner and you're missing your star player on offense. It's going to be tough for them to squeak out any other wins. I know. I was going to say uh, thanks for telling me that because I'll look out for Jarvis, but I think I have Mike Thomas on my on my IR. Maybe oh, that's yeah. my other league. I can't remember. One of the other leagues I have him, but I think someone's on my IR spot. But I would get Jarvis. Yeah. We'll have to check it out, man. <laughs> I know, but that's besides the point anyways. Yeah, huge loss. J.C. Horn had multiple breaks in his right foot. McCaffrey, he's only going to be out a few weeks. He'll be back. Yep. The question is, like, what's, you know, he's had so many injuries just in recent history now. I don't, I don't know what you give him for load management. What do you do with that Chuba Hubbard as the backup? Do, like, they start splitting snaps when McCaffrey's back? Um yeah, I, I can imagine them in more of a committee back situation where McCaffrey just McCaffrey will still score a lot. I think like he'll still get his, but I think it's mm-hmm. they're going to decrease his work his uh, his workload a little bit. I, I couldn't imagine a scenario where they don't as long as they keep winning, to. too. Yeah, obviously they're three and oh now they're feeling good. But if that starts to slip, they might they might have to give them load management because they probably want to make the playoffs at this point. If they're starting three and oh, they know they're capable of it. So I'm curious what they do at running back. But yeah, the JC Horn loss is huge. It absolutely is, man. And before we get into the weekly picks, Pat, I just want to run through, man. We both went 11 and five in our picks last week. So we did all right. Neither, Much better. We, we, we both picked the Chiefs, which was our big blunder of the week, but we both went 11 and five. I still got the one game advantage on you. So we'll keep, we'll keep the (laughs) listeners updated, but we got the 29, 19, 28, 20 advantage right now. So uh, before we get into these picks, just to let the people know. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right, Pat Thursday night game, man. It keeps happening. Just terrible Thursday night games. Yeah. Jags at Bengals, man. Who we got? <laughs> they followed that recipe for a while. Well, after how the <laughs> yeah. after how the Bengals look, one thing they could do is bring back color rush because color rush made Thursday night football just a whole a whole new thing. It was awesome. Agreed. So I hope they do that again. And uh I will definitely take the Bengals after how they looked against the Steelers. I would imagine they're gonna look pretty similar to how they did. I can't imagine they'll sl- they'll slip much especially against the Jags and they're in Cincinnati so playing at home coming off a huge win against a struggling Jaguars team I would go for the Bengals I 100% agree with everything you said man 0-3 Jaguars heading to Cincinnati it's Bengals all day for me it absolutely is there we go then then we got Titans at Jets pad I don't think that one's a hard pick that's not up for debate either I think it's (laughs) I think we're gonna go Titans I think Derrick Henry is a huge day I mean (laughs) he's gonna maul them yeah I can't imagine it's gonna go well for the Jets CJ Mosley's up for a long day in that linebacking core in New York man I'm definitely going Titans too Chiefs at Eagles Pat for our third game well, the Chiefs can't possibly lose three in a row, can they? Can they? Can we do I it? I don't know. Can we do it? <laughs> I, I want to pick the Eagles, but I could not in good conscience do that. I think anyone in their right mind would not pick the Eagles after that performance against the Cowboys. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm so confident in the Chiefs winning that if Josh Gordon plays, Josh Gordon's getting a touchdown. Like <laughs> they they should win handily in this game. And if the Chiefs don't and they go to one and three, after losing to the Eagles, then then it's time to start hitting that panic button on those Chiefs, man. It Definitely. Really is. If Josh Gordon's suited up, I hope they uh I hope they actually let him go out there too. That would be cool to see. That'd be a lot of fun, man. I bet he's game ready. Panthers at Cowboys. Those three and O Panthers, Pat. I think they finally lose one here. I think I think they lose one. Like we said, they don't have McCaffrey. They don't have J.C. Horn. Darnold's looked great, but I think yeah. going into Dallas, that's going to be a tough environment to play in. Good for them. It's not prime time or anything. It puts a lot more pressure on it. But a one o'clock game, I still think the Cowboys pull it out. I absolutely agree. I think the Cowboys, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I don't see the Cowboys defense showing out, but I think that the Cowboys end up winning this game something like 34-24 because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of points on either side. But no McCaffrey, man, I can't pick the I can't pick Sam Darnold without McCaffrey. There's no way. Yeah, it's a tough pick. That is it's a tough one to justify. Pat, we're rolling together. Each picked the same four games so far, man, but that's all right. Giants at Saints. I feel I like we're going to. Where are the feel, Saints playing? I don't even know. I said at I, Saints. You know what's funny? Where? I was just about to look that up, too. And I was muting <laughs> my mic to look it up because I really wanted to. I was going to be like, what is their home stadium this week? And I have no idea. Um, all right. Well, you do that, and I'll tell them why right. I'm picking the Saints, <laughs> man. It doesn't matter where they're playing. 
But after being at that game and after seeing the Saints play with eight of their coaches actually in attendance, man, this offense looked great. It was weird seeing Taysom Hill come into the game and make a difference, but the way Sean Payton can use Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara, I, I mean, I think that it's Saints all day for me. Uh, I have no faith in the Giants. They're 0-3, and, um, you know, I even picked them to beat the Falcons last week, but I got no love for the Giants, man, so I'm definitely rocking with New Orleans here. It looks like they're going back to New Orleans. It looks like, uh, from nice. what I gather, I can't confirm that 100%, but I would say like 90% sure that they're uh, they're trying to go back to host the Giants actually in New Orleans. It and, is uh, week four, so, you know, they, they had a month. They've had a little know? time, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's uh, all right down there. I will take the Saints in that game. I think coming off a good win against the Pats, I think Kamara got going again, which is a great sign. Jameis looked a little better. I think uh, I think they'll keep it going. I think the Saints will win. Now we got Browns at Vikings, Pat, and you were right about the Vikings last week, picking them over Seattle. Can they upset the Browns in this game? Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. The Vikings looked really good last week. They, they looked did. so good. But the thing is, like, can Kirk string it together over multiple games? And I just don't know. It was the first time we've seen them pull out the win this year. He did look great. The Vikings overall looked great. But I think the Browns are going to come in too sharp. I'm going to take the Browns. Even with I, the receiver struggles, even, you know, Jarvis is out. They got backups in. They got OBJ back at a good time, though. Austin Hooper. So just uh, more to add on. Yeah, I'm definitely rocking with the Browns here as well, man. It's tough to pick against them with how loaded that roster is. And the Kirk Cousins slander train will continue, you know. Um, <laughs> if if Justin Jefferson and Thielen continue to ball out, man, I, that, I give all the credit to the receiver core, you know, none to Kirk. So I'm definitely going Browns there, man. Keep the, my aunt. Keep my anti-Kirk campaign going. Yeah, if the Vikings win this week, I think, well, I'm an apology. We might have to start taking them a little more serious because that would be a great win. But Agreed. for now, I guess we're both riding with the Browns. If you, if they start off 0-2 and beat the Seahawks and the Browns back-to-back weeks, I will give Kirk Cousins respect. Guaranteed next week. <laughs> Guaranteed. <Book> He'll <laughs> have earned it. He'll have more but, than earned it. But I don't think that's happening, man. Now over to the NFC North. Lions at Bears, Pat. I think the Lions get their first win of the year. I think there's, so too. There's no part of the Chicago bears that make me think I should pick them, man. I'm going Dan Campbell. I'm going Jared Goff. I'm going Detroit lions on the mm -hmm. road. Yeah. At the it, Windy city. It's hard to justify one net passing yard. So for that reason alone, and I think it was like 47 rushing yards. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with the lions as well. And the lions really, I mean, they could easily be one and two or two and one even yeah. it's yeah. They, they could easily have a little, certainly not be 0-3. They've looked a lot better. They honestly deserved a win against the Ravens. We almost blew that. So after getting almost winning against the Ravens, I'll take the Lions. Right, man. Close win, or close could have been win against the Ravens, man. Yeah. And then also that game against the Niners, that crazy ending, it's like, could the Lions do it? So Lions get their first win, man. I, I definitely think that. Now we got mm -hmm. the Houston Texans up in Buffalo, New York, man gonna be a tough one gonna be a tough one for houston if we're being honest i agree <laughs> they just came, they came off a tough loss against the panthers in a game in which they lost mccaffrey early and jc horn as we've said and they still couldn't get it done although their davis mills did not look that bad at qb he no. didn't really look that bad which is surprising you know good for him uh the texans have found some sort of temporary replacement but since they're one and oh start i think they will be one and three and they will not be winning in buffalo I definitely agree with you, man. They're on their third string quarterback. Like, let's think about that. That's tough. Davis Mills, their rookie second round pick. I mean, this is their third quarterback, man. They, you can't <laughs> win with a third string quarterback. That's not how the NFL works. Give me Buffalo all day. Absolutely all day. And I want here. an update on Deshaun. I want to see what's going on, but they're pretty tight-lipped. They're pretty tight-lipped. Yeah, I don't think Nick Casario is letting anything out of that front office uh, no. in Houston, man. There's nothing. We got the 0-3 Colts visiting the Dolphins in Miami, and I'm assuming it'll be Jacoby Brissett again. Could Jacoby Brissett get a win for these Dolphins? I actually think I'm going to take the Colts in this game. I think Ooh. the Colts get their first win here against Miami, and I did not expect the Dolphins to be 1-3. Well, if they actually do lose, they're 1-2 now, but I didn't expect them to be 1-3, but I guess now with my pick, they will be 1-3 if I'm right. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go Dolphins here. Um, I, the Colts haven't really shown me much here. I mean, 
They're they're That's not fair. doing much on offense. They're not doing much on defense, man. And <laughs> not, I know the had, <laughs> not the much. Yeah, dude, they've had some tough games, but Wentz hasn't been healthy. It's it's been kind of tough to watch. I mean, when Jacob Eason's in the game, I, I can't have much faith. So I'm gonna go Jacoby Brissett. I'm gonna go all those darn former Patriots that are suiting up in Miami. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins there for sure. And that's that's the first game we picked different, Pat. I like it. I know there needed to be some variation. This happened last week too, or like the second half we picked a bunch of different yep. ones. Hopefully. And I can see that because we got a lot of good games coming in the second half, man. For sure, we do. Washington football at Atlanta, man. Who we got in that game? I think Heineke gets it done. I, for whatever reason, I don't know. The Falcons to me have just been the the biggest letdown of a team, especially on the offensive side of the football. I mean, Kyle Pitts was pretty much a non-factor last week. Calvin Ridley had a decent game, but for whatever reason, they just can't figure it out on offense, which was the big thing I thought they would be able to figure out, as I've said. Right. And uh, yeah, I think Washington just playing more cohesively as a unit, regardless of being one and two. And I think they'll come out of Atlanta with the win. I definitely like Washington football's roster more. I like that defense a lot more. Of course, they have a phenomenal D line and that front seven, but I'm going to go Atlanta just because they got that uh, first win under their belt. You know, they beat those giants and um, you know, I think this offense has to get moving at some point is, uh, is Kyle Pitts, the fourth pick, not going to be good. Like, is he just not going to have a good rookie year? He has to get it going. Calvin Ridley has to Matt Ryan, it's it's one of those waiting games for me, so I'm gonna go Falcons, man, because I just, can can Matt Ryan lose to Heineke? Can he lose to I Heineke? Know. That would be a low point. It would be, and I totally agree with your justification for that because I almost went through the same thing. But I'll stick with Washington. We'll uh, we'll keep the different picks. Side note on Heineke: Heineke signed an endorsement deal with Bud Light, not Heineken, man. How does should have been Heineken. How yeah. does Heineken pass up a guy named Heineke? Heineke for serious? Heineken, yeah. They, yeah, they should have. That would have made a lot more sense. It's a shame, <laughs> man. It really is. The PR department over at Heineken needs the answer for this, if you ask me. Maybe because but... <laughs> they're more international, I guess. It's not as, uh, it's not as focused. That's Bud true. Light's it's pretty an... American beer. They play in Washington. You know, it's. I guess it makes sense. You're right, man. None, none of those imports. <laughs> <laughs> no imported beer in the NFL. Seahawks at Niners, Pat. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Niners here. I wasn't impressed with the Seahawks last week. Mm. Niners played against a very good Packers team right now. They gave it their all, played a very good game, just leaving too much time on the clock for Rodgers. Still two and one. I think the Niners will get it done. I absolutely agree, man. Uh, I think the 49ers just have a much better roster overall. And you know, I'm thinking about this game. And if you put Russell Wilson on this 49ers team, I think that they are an absolute Super Bowl contender. Absolutely. And I just don't think Russ has enough, man. I wish he had more like this 49ers team does, but I'm going 49ers, man. It was a tough game last week, but if the Seahawks aren't beating the Vikings, I don't know how I feel about the matching up with the Niners. I don't like that matchup at all Mm -hmm. for them. Certainly not in San Francisco either. That's a tough road game. Mm. Pat, the 3-0 Cardinals against the 3-0 Rams in the NFC West. Now, Pat, I just said the Rams are the best team in the league earlier in this episode. I just, you know, I'm talking about them. I picked them last week to beat the Bucks, but I'm going with the Cardinals, baby. Cardinals, man. all right. I love this Arizona roster. I love what they're doing on offense. They beat up on the Jags last week. I predicted 40 points. They only gave me 34, I think. But, man, <laughs> I, I love this Cardinals roster. I picked them to win this division. I think this is going to be a high, high, high-scoring game, but I think the Cardinals have enough to squeak out a win, man. I'm going Cardinals by a field goal. Yeah, this will be the game to watch for sure. This is going to be an awesome game this week. Oh, yeah. I would say my favorite matchup. Maybe maybe the Monday night game as well, but it's going to be a very close game, and I think I'm going to pick the Rams. I think they keep it rolling. I know the Cardinals have looked good. They did look shaky in that uh, in that middle game they had. They almost blew that one. They got lucky on that missed field goal. Uh, but the Rams have looked consistent. They've looked great across the board, defense and offense, and I just think they keep it rolling, especially at home. So I'll take the Rams. I can't blame you, man. It's hard to pick against Matt right now. I think he's, I think he's the number one in the MVP conversation and uh, mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see him keeping it going. Um, you know, especially at home, it's a home game for those Rams, which will be tough. We got the Steelers at Lambeau, Pat. I'm going pack all day, baby. Get Ben Roethlisberger out of here. The cold <laughs> weather is not going to be good for him, man. His joints are going to be hurting. They, they really are. 
I know. And this is a couple old heads too. These <laughs> two of the two of the veteran QBs in the league now, and yeah. still some of the best. But uh, I will I'll take the Packers in this. I just for whatever reason, Big Ben did not have it last week, and I don't think he's going to have it this week. Playing at Lambeau, it's going to be tough. I agree, man. Now getting on to your Ravens, they're visiting the three and O Denver Broncos at Mile High Stadium, man. I, you know, Pat, I hate to do it to you. I'm picking the Broncos, man. I, I think they've just been so consistent, so solid. <laughs> yeah. And after a shaky performance against the Lions, I think they're playing a much better defense, man. I'm interested to see how they game plan for Lamar, but I'm going to go Broncos in a tight, tight win, but I will not be surprised at all if the Ravens win this game. It's going to be a tough game. I, this one, I think, will be a defensive battle. It's going to be a low-scoring game for sure. I mean, the Broncos scored 26 points against the Jets last week. Granted, mm-hmm. the Jets' defense is pretty decent, but going against the Ravens' D, who just has, even through injuries and whatever else, they're just tenacious, and I think it's going to be a defensive battle out there in Denver. Lamar's going to have to put the run game to great use. I think the key to our victory is going to be the rest of the run game as well. Cause Latavius has to get going. Yes. So does Tyson Williams. We got to use him as a receiving back. Cause he looked great as a receiving back. So if we can utilize those two guys, right. And Lamar can, you know, avoid the turnovers. We're going to be great. And I think, I think the Ravens will come out with the win. That's very fair, man. And uh, four picks in a row from you on those Ravens, you know, you're picking them to win every week. I don't blame you. And Pat, unfortunately, I have to break my streak of picking the Pats three weeks in a row. I cannot pick the New England Patriots against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I cannot. I think the Bucs win this game by two touchdowns, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Brady's going to break the all-time passing record in this game. And, Pat, people are calling this the biggest regular season game of all time. People are calling this the biggest non-Super Bowl game of all time. I don't think it's quite that. It's one of the biggest regular season games of all time. But this is – this is not a fair matchup. The Bucs should absolutely win this game. Uh, they, they should. They should it, win by 20 points as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned after watching what the Saints did to us last week. It's definitely monumental because for in the first place, nobody thought Brady was ever going to leave New England. Yeah. And then he did. He won a Super Bowl. And now a return to New England, which is just insane to think about. So I, I can't even imagine. I mean, that's why the price of the, the price of the tickets were so high. Anyone who's going is lucky to go. It's going to be, I think it'll be an entertaining game to be at, but I agree. I think the Bucs will get it done, especially after losing last week to the Rams. There was that picture I told you about off air. It was Brady looking yeah. up at the Jumbotron. Someone said, you know, pray for their next opponent, which of course is the Patriots. So unfortunate timing for him to be coming for the Patriots, for him to be coming off a loss like that. Cause he's going to show out. If the Patriots win this game, And I think that there is like a 1% chance that they do. This is one of the greatest regular season upsets of all time. Mm -hmm. And that is no exaggeration, man. The Bucs should dominate this game. And that sucks to say as a Patriots fan. It really does. (laughs) But uh, it's a great possibility. Monday night football, Pat. We got the 3-0 Raiders against the 2-1 Chargers, man. In Los Angeles, this game is going to be amazing, man. We got a crazy Sunday night game. We got a crazy Monday night game. I'm looking forward to both. But who you got in the Raiders and Chargers matchup? And this is a tough one because part, part of me wants to take the Raiders, but I've been riding with the Chargers this year. I've been really high on them. Obviously, we didn't pick them last week against the Chiefs, but I think I'm going to learn my lesson from that and I'm going to take them at home this week and I'll take them in prime time. Uh, that's dude. I'm, I could literally flip a coin right now. Like I'm looking that's, around my, that was I'm my looking thought. At, I'm looking at my desk and I'm wishing I had a coin that I could just yeah. put up right now, dude. But you know, I'm, I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride with the Raiders here. I'm going to ride with Derek Carr, Darren Waller, John Gruden. We talked about it, man. I said it last week, so I don't want to be repetitive, but this is a team that's going to keep getting better. This Mm -hmm. is a team where you haven't heard of a linebacker or an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, and they're making a big difference. Mm -hmm. John Gruden has his guys in that locker room. I think they eke out a just, just a tight game field goal game, man, but it's tough to pick against these chargers. I do not feel confident saying Raiders, <laughs> but I'm going to go Raiders in this game. The Raiders. Honestly, <laughs> if you had picked the chargers, I would have picked the Raiders. Cause I was going to go either way on that. I was like, I don't know if he's going to go first or I'll go first, but I was like, I'll go with the chargers. But if he makes chargers, I'll go Raiders. Cause that's the coin toss. I really don't know, but I'll ride with the chargers. Just to stick to my guns. But the Raiders, Hey, they've been the surprise. I could easily see him being four. No. 
Like Pat, I'm not even fifty one forty nine right now. I'm like fifty point one and forty nine point. Oh like, yeah, it is a legitimate coin flip for me, man. But uh, those are those week three or week four picks, man. It's gonna be a fantastic week of football. There's a lot of great games, man, dude. Arizona versus the Rams, man. You got Very Bucks exciting. Patriots. You got yeah. Chargers. It's gonna be a good week of football, man. It really is. It is gonna be great. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. All right, Pat, you know, we're a little short on time tonight, so we're skipping listener questions this week. So we're going to get on to what we've learned. But as always, got to get that add in from BookThinkers first. So if you read personal development books, you should check out BookThinkers, a company dedicated to helping you fulfill your life through books. Every single day on Instagram and every week on their podcast, the team over at BookThinkers is helping you discover new books and new mentors that you can use to achieve more and live better. The right book can absolutely change your life if you read at the right time. So please find out more by heading over to Instagram, typing in BookThinkers, or go to www.bookthinkers.com. That's the World Wide Web there, Pat. But let's get on to what we've learned. What what, what we learned this week, Pat? Well, obviously, we just made our picks, but through three games, there are five 3-0 teams left in the NFL, and none of them we really expected either. I mean, maybe the Rams. But uh, so we've we've figured that out. Obviously, we've learned that. But what we haven't figured out is which ones are most legit. So I wanted to ask you as well. I think we both think the Rams are probably the most legit. Maybe you think it's the Cardinals. But if it's not the Rams or Cardinals, I would say out of the Raiders, Broncos or Panthers, who do you think is more legit? Yeah. So like you said, it's Rams one Cardinals two, in my opinion. And then three has to be the Raiders. Raiders. yeah, like I want to believe in this Broncos team and I know I picked them this week to beat your Ravens. Mm. So I think they're going to be four and oh, but Teddy Bridgewater versus Derek Carr. Let's it always comes back to quarterbacks, right? Always comes. The last team to win a Super Bowl with a bad quarterback was the Ravens in 2000 with Trent Dilfer. OK, you're not winning a Super Bowl. With Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback. <laughs> that's that's simply how it works. And I mean, unless you have Ray Lewis and Ed Reed at their peak and Terrell Suggs playing on defense, but no, I think it's absolutely, uh, I think it's the Raiders at number three, man. I think the Rams are the best team in football. I think the Cardinals are right up there, but when it comes to playoff time, I think this Rams team is the most dangerous team in the NFC. That's not named Tampa Bay. You know, mm-hmm. you are totally right. Cause if you know, those Rogers rumors a while back when it, it was like, Oh, he might go to the Broncos. So if we mm. plug Rogers into that Broncos team, yeah. they're an instant <laughs> contender. I mean, it does always come back to the QB and I would Agreed. be saying the Broncos are the most legit here, but I'm going to agree with you. I, I would definitely say the Raiders. So I think what we've learned in real time is that the Raiders are obviously outside the Rams and Cardinals are the most legit three and O team. I agree. And I hate, hate to do it to the Panthers, but mm, you just lost McCaffrey and And you're in a division with Tampa Bay. So it's tough. (laughs) I know. And the saints look pretty decent. That's it's tough. Pat, what I learned this week, man, there's a lot going on in the world of soccer, but I forgot to put this as a headline, the MLS and Liga MX. That's the Mexican pro league announced a league's cup uh, last week, man. Oh, nice. So starting in 2023, all 27, the MLS has 27 teams. They're going on 30 teams. They have a couple expansions set up. Mm-hmm. And all 18 Liga MX teams are going to play in a World Cup-style tournament. Oh, now, sweet. This is so ridiculous, Pat. I don't even know where to begin. This is such a money grab, man. Oh, okay. So So I would say it's sweet, but But you don't agree. (laughs) I think it's sweet as a a fan because it's so ridiculous. There are going to be 30 teams in the MLS by 2023, and there's going to be 18 teams in Liga MX. How do you have a tournament? With 48 teams, where 30 of them play in one league. Yeah, so that's yeah, so that's not fair, right? MLS has to dominate it. Two, think about the travel. Think about flying to the south of Mexico mm-hmm. from Vancouver, from Seattle. Good point. From yeah, New England, the Toronto. This the, yeah, this is a mess, man. And it's going to be a World Cup style tournament, man. And they're they're putting up Concacaf Champions League spots as a grab, but. This is a shameless money grab, but as an as a soccer fan, I'm cool with it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I was gonna say we we could always go for another tournament, right? You know, it's a, especially with our American team. So, but man, that's that's just what I learned this week, man. There's 
there's always something going on with American soccer that hasn't happened anywhere else in the world. And Pat, I got to tell you, do you know what would happen if Spain and Portugal announced an interleague cup? That do you know if Germany and the Netherlands announced an interleague? This this is ridiculous. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. So it'd be like Bayern versus Ajax and like all the yeah yeah. You'd have all this. It would be random for sure. It makes no sense. No other league in the world has done this, mm-hmm. but that's what American soccer is. That's what MLS is. And as mad as I want to be about it, I kind of love it. I, I kind of love it. We don't so. follow any blueprint. We kind of just go for it. It's it's very different. And that's what I learned this week, man. The MLS is up to their usual BS. And as <laughs> upset as I am about it, I'm also pretty happy about it, man. I'm conflicted, but it's it's interesting. It's going to be something to keep an eye on in a couple of years for sure. We're no strangers to cash grabs in, uh, in our country, especially <laughs> with the celebrity boxing and everything going on. It's just there's constantly new ways. Uh, dude, I definitely agree with you there, man. But Pat, that was fun, man. That's episode 40. We, we said an hour. We're a little bit over, but you know, it was, it was a fun episode talking about, you know, week four of the NFL and all the like, man, but Hey, as always, please hit like subscribe, comment, anything you can do. Follow us on any of the social medias at right off the bus at right off the pod on Twitter. Cause we can't get that handle, man, but please you know, share this podcast with absolutely anyone you can, especially it's football season. We all know someone watching football that's not listening to a good sports podcast right now. So please share it. But thank you for listening. We don't take your time for granted as always. And Pat, how you feeling, man? We, we feeling good wrapping this show? Up? I was, was going to say, just uh, back your local high school football teams because yes. IMG Academy might be coming for them. They, they might be <laughs> next. So they could use your support at this time. But, that, but that's all. We're going to see a Kevin Durant Photoshop with IMG on the front saying my next chapter. I can see it already. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that would be all. All right, man. That's episode 40. Thank you for listening and uh, enjoy. Enjoy, man. Have a good one. See you guys. You are listening to right off the bus. Thank you.